This is Rating Descending. Where we watch IMDb's Worst 250 so you don't have to. My name is Abigail Ward. And I'm Michelle St. Clair. And tonight we watched Inspector Gadget. A security guard's dreams come true when he is selected to be transformed into a cybernetic police officer. Let's watch. Michelle, do you want to kick off this episode with some beautiful AC- a- ASMR? Yeah, some asthma. <laughs> Hang on. Mmm, <laughs> boy. Mount Franklin sparkling water. You never know what's beyond the. There better mountain. not actually be fucking sparkling water in there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking throttle you. <laughs> it's not. It's, <laughs> you it's can't tap water. That's thank God because I'm I, not allowed fizzy drinks anymore. <laughs> it's Mum. <laughs> it's just, it's just. I already have to deal with so many burps, and then all you do is go like, I'm gonna drink the frothiest drink that I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always come in with a carbonated beverage just to fuck with you. I always go, Hey, do you wanna? Hey, babe, do you wanna? <laughs> In a glass of water, and you're like, "Oh no, thanks. I've got, I've got this. I've got the a, frothiest beer I've, got I've ever 1. found. 1.5 liters of Pepsi Max. I'm <laughs> good to go. Oh, thanks so much. Sorry, I'm just. It's all right. I'm just riding the Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I come in with a slab of 24 cans of Coke, and oh I just chuck them back. <laughs> just an hour before recording. Do you want any water? <laughs> no, sorry. I'm just, I'm just like f- finishing off my third uh, fucking solo today. I was gonna say the next step in this progression is for me to vomit but i have vomited in my mouth yeah. on air already yeah, so, yeah. tick <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> next thing i need to do is triple myself gotta shit come and vomit all at the same time yeah, yeah. oh fuck i'm jitting i'm, oh, I'm fucking don't, jitting don't say that <laughs> oh my god oh i think i'm gonna jerp <laughs> <laughs> jitting is disgusting <laughs> jitting is pretty gross i like jerp though <laughs> A burp so satisfying. There's a bit more dignity to the jerp, you know? Yeah. We're talking about a jeans well, uh, no, burp, right? I wouldn't describe it as dignified. <laughs> integrity. <laughs> yeah. The the dignified integrity of jizzing and burping at the same time yeah. is, is astounding compared Unbeatable. to a jit. Have you uh, watched anything good at the cinema recently? <laughs> hey, uh, Michelle, have you uh, seen anything good at Yeah, I watched Jim Jerp's all J, <laughs> and it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Jim Jerps came out with a sequel? Yeah, Jim, Jim Jerps. <laughs> Whoa. It was pretty good. Uh, obviously, I came. Obviously, yeah. I was jerking off, but yeah. it was pretty good. It was, it was an X-rated theater. Yeah, yeah. Just a lot of men in trench coats and you. <laughs> and me. <laughs> I, I, I'm having a good time. She's progressive. <laughs> we all got to talk about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Want to go get a coffee after that? Talk about the movie? <laughs> Whoa, that is wild. He put his penis where? I feel like we have a really good plethora of films out at the moment because it's Oscar season yeah. and like all the good shit. Obviously, they save it till the end of the year and they they pump it out. But I feel like it's actually a really good run of films this year, bro. Twenty twenty two will fucking go down in the history. It was a good year for it movies. It was. Man. It was. I'm really excited for the Oscars this year. Obviously, one of the best movies out right now is Blueback twenty twenty three. Absolutely. Oh, if you're in Australia, go, see, go it. see it at your local cinema. Absolutely. <laughs> Probably for a matinee screening. Hopefully they'll <laughs> add some nighttime sessions. <laughs> I've seen The Whale. I've seen The Menu. I really want to see Triangle of Sadness. I haven't seen it yet. I really want to see The Menu. Yeah, The Menu was fantastic. Yeah. I really enjoyed they it. ate a lot of food? No. Uh, they did a lot of crying, though. Oh, so. okay. That's cool. Nicholas Holt in it is such a standout. He was so fantastic and so funny. Did anyone enjoy their food so much they jerked? Uh, well, some person, one one of them jizzed halfway through the film. Oh, oh, oh fuck, I jerked because of how good this fucking menu is, man. <laughs> and then Ray Fine is like, oh my. I don't know, he's, he's, he's fancy. He's very good at playing the villain, you know? Yeah. And even though he kind of plays the same kind of villain again and again, you still get excited for it. It's because of his little gremlin teeth. Michelle, you don't have gremlin teeth. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's It's nice of you to lie in that way. <laughs> Michelle is now convinced she has gremlin teeth. I just think I have a big head and a big body. So even if my teeth are average size, that makes them comparatively small. And also, I didn't realize how how very pointy some of them are. Teeth are meant to be pointy. 
Yeah, but some people have, you know, like that American style, like like almost like fucking straight line teeth. Yeah, but they're weird. I mean, yeah, like, I don't not want to that. jump ahead, but you'd look like Robo Gadget. So, <laughs> whoa, what Robo Gadget? <laughs> Who's <what>? that? <laughs> You're telling me Broderick didn't look. You telling me you wouldn't smash Broderick as as Robo Gadget? As evil Robo Gadget? Mm, there's fucking like Jim Carrey and the mask style teeth hell it's yeah so does why would you want teeth to look like that it's good you have normal nice pointy teeth that is good at eating food thank you, you. nailed it i don't you thank you i i really appreciate that you're welcome besides everyone loves gremlins yeah i think we just need more positive teeth talk you know yeah in, in this yeah. podcast i feel like you know we've been down on a lot of teeth and i think it's time to build ourselves up you know build up our 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 dental confidence. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I've described myself as feeling like a little gremlin that everyone thinks is a person. And so I'm like going like, yes, I'm person too. <laughs> and like I'm going around. just a person that everyone thinks is a gremlin. And that's nice, isn't it? That's comforting. No, that felt really <laughs> mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't let you get too egotistical about your teeth. I've got to bring you down yeah, somewhere. That's what was happening in that moment. <laughs> I was getting too big for my fucking boots. Can't stroke your confidence too much, you know. I've really got to uh, keep you down. You, you have to? Is that what you have yeah, to do yeah. is keep me down? Contractually obliged to bully you and keep you down. All right, hang on. And then, yeah, you hear that, like, of me, like, flicking through a very lengthy contract. I'm like, oh, my God, that is in here. I signed this? What the fuck? <laughs> like, I, I knew that they, it was pretty heavy on the we have to do this podcast, but, like, Wait, Abby must belittle Michelle if she ever <laughs> is deemed too big for a boot. I also have a burp quota in the contract. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've got to complete 62 burps annually, and that's more than weekly. Like, yeah. that's more than once weekly. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So what do you think I'm here doing? Just fucking, no, fucking now spiders? No, I get it. Burp, burp more. Mm, thank you. Fucking fucking spiders. You think I'm fucking fucking spiders now I'm covered here? in fucking nut. Now I've chirped. I'm, I'm fucking covered in spider nut and I'm going to chirp. <laughs> spider nut. This character who is just like constantly jizzing that we introduced in the talk episode <laughs> is now my favorite. I'm nutting. Oh, I'm nutting. I'm covered in nut and my leathers. I'm nut everywhere. Fuck, I'm nutting on these spiders, bro. I can't help myself. If you're burping and nutting, are you nerping? Well, oh, are no, you... you're still jerping. You're jerping up some nut. <laughs> Come on, Abby. Sorry, Get sorry. your shit together. You're going to jerp up some nut. <laughs> <laughs> jerping up nut 2023. <laughs> Give me some skin. Yeah. Sister. Yeah, uh, my my New Year's resolution is to jerp up some nut whenever I can. <laughs> Speaking of jerping and nutting and j- jizzing everywhere. Uh... Come on, do it. I really took the wind out of my own sails. Do it, coward. <laughs> Say it. Say, speaking of nut. This week we watched Inspector Gadget. Speaking of nut, we watched Inspector Gadget. <laughs> and I know Michelle's salty because this was like one of her favorite films. As and a kid. I got as a it. kid. <laughs> as, as a, a kid. child. I, yeah, as a child. <laughs> And I got it. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. It is the nature of this podcast that we do not choose which movies we do. It is. And I feel like I feel like extra pressure to do to do this one right because it's your favorite (laughs) film. Was your favorite film as a kid. Well, I mean, we've been talking about jerping up nut. I I think I I don't know. I I don't think there's much to live up to. (laughs) (laughs) We've already shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. Um, Good for us. Yeah. Yeah, this week we watched Inspector Gadget, and it was, uh, I, I don't think that I've watched the full thing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't think I've watched the full thing ever. Really? I think I've only watched the final sequence on the bridge, and it's probably because really? you were watching it. Oh, just fuck off. You probably were. You were probably showing it to Brooke or something, and I came in and saw the finale of it. Yeah, I did mention last week that there was a point, either last year or the year before, where I watched it unironically with Brooke, yeah. only to then discover it's on the list, and I was like, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, did people like that movie? And then I was like, 4.1? Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it was, you know, it wasn't that bad, to be I, honest. I certainly think compared to some of the fucking rubbish we have to watch, this, yeah. is, this is pretty decent. It actually is. Dece like, the, the production quality is high. It looks like a movie. They've got oh, yeah. Matthew Broderick. Oh, yeah. They've got, what's her name? Jolly Fisher, Carrie Fisher's fucking half-sister. Yeah. From right? the, mostly known, in my opinion, from The Mask. She loves boys with big teeth, she baby. She does. Big, white, plastic rows of teeth. Yeah jumping down well also it's got fucking rupert everett who like i know is fundamentally so like i've also watched the original uh, not comic cartoon have you ever seen it 
I watched a bit of it today so oh, that I could understand nice. how it sounded and what it looked like. Um, and it's cool. It came out, what, between 83 and 86? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's fun. I, I had seen a bunch of it, so I know, like, the ways that it differs and stuff. And obviously, mm. like, because the big thing with Dr. Claw is that, like, he doesn't have a backstory and you never, like, see his face and all yeah, that. Yeah, and it's then like, this movie is just, like, he's a whole person yeah, with but, a face and a backstory. But if you get Rupert Everett, you're like, we're not hiding him away. He's, yeah. He's, and he's not the fucking highlight of the movie. He's he was the best fantastic. Part, easily. He's super fun, yeah. But I know that people were disappointed by the fact that Claw got revealed. And also, like, Brain doesn't talk in the movie, yeah. but he talks in the show. And also, there's, like, no Penny action. The whole gag of the cartoon is that Penny is the actual fucking detective who yeah. can solve crimes, and Inspector Gadget fails upwards. In yeah. this, she does. She solves it, no crime. She's just running around after him, being like, Uncle John! Uncle John! Ah! Uncle John! Yeah. And again, Brain doesn't talk, so Brain doesn't have a personality. He's just a cute little beagle. He's just a dog. Yeah. So I understand why people would be disappointed. Yeah. But also, I mean, it is just for fucking kids. Kids aren't as discerning as adults. I feel like a lot of kids probably saw this in 1999, like you, and were like, that was sick. Yeah, I saw the movie before the show. Yeah. Like, I think there's a difference in adaptations that are, like, trying to, say, take a book or whatever and, like, translate it for a new audience. And Mm. so, like, you want it to be the same thing but in the different medium. And then there's the adaptations like this, which are, like, Oh, it's for, like, a new generation, so it can be different in some ways because it's its own thing, Mm. you know? I feel like those are two different styles of adaptation that are both valid. Yeah. You know? They're just, they're entirely different. Like, the fucking, the Battlestar Galactica revival is so different from the original, but it's a fucking great TV show. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, it it was a charming film, you know? Like, very watchable. Under 90 minutes. Yeah. It's, um, 80, so it's a smooth 82. It's also like that editing is tight. It's too tight. It's so intense. Yeah, yeah. And I, I what I also liked is that like, Ma- I think Matthew Broderick is a good leading actor. I think obviously he's very charismatic and Ferris Bueller's. And he made that joke about how he started his career playing like the ultimate young, hot, bad boy. And then he spent the rest of his career playing like stuffy middle-aged men. Yeah. Which is true. But he is like still very charismatic as a leading man. Yeah. I think like I've, I can't wait to expand on it later when we get to it. But honestly, I think Broderick feels like he's mumbling through his like inspector gadget john brown scenes but he's clearly having so much fucking fun as yeah. robo gadget yeah he's having yeah, yeah. the time of his fucking he's life acting his heart out yeah. as robo gadget <laughs> i actually almost wish that robo gadget was the real gadget because mm. he's fun to watch yeah he does a lot of like camp movements and oh yeah a lot of good movements. Uh, it, a lot it, of good movements. It kind of, yeah, it, may, it's, it makes a compelling case that they're like, wow, we're really underutilizing Matthew Broderick in insane Jim Carrey-esque yeah. roles. <laughs> and the reason I know that you love Inspector Gadget, Michelle, is that the in, infamously, <sighs> years ago, I wanted to, like, figure out what to get you for a present. I asked, like, I wanted a rough list of things that you liked. And <laughs> in your list was, like, George Clooney <laughs> colors gadgets cool cool gadgets (laughs) cool gadgets yeah yeah i do like colors i really like i do like colors george clooney i think you said chicken (laughs) chicken yeah obviously as a vegetarian i'm now off the chicken generally (laughs) but uh, at the time big fan of chicken plant-based chicken yeah plant-based chicken Ooh, (laughs) hell yeah yeah so i know that you have a a penchant for uh cool gadgets i do love some cool so is that why you loved the film as a kid was it just all the cool gadgets coming out the last thing i would describe any of these gadgets as is cool (laughs) (laughs) and yet you've watched this film so many times yeah well because it's because it's a it's a bop it's not a song (laughs) it fucks it jerks man it slaps it jerks (laughs) (laughs) this movie fucking jerks man yeah come off (laughs) tell me about it it fucking jerks (laughs) no but it's a good film do you want some little key details before i go into the overview i love that please Uh that's all i'm here for This film was directed by David Kellogg. Wow. Didn't have a wiki page. Oh, right. It's one of those. And written by Kerry Aaron and Zach Penn from a story by Kerry Aaron and Donna Olsen. 
or Dana Olsen. Oh, okay. Loosely based on the 1980s animation television series, the film stars Matthew Broderick, as we know. Yeah. We've got Rupert Everett as Dr. Claw, Michelle Trattenberg yeah. as Penny, who I love because she was in Eurotrip. Eurotrip! And also, woo, 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 woo! she was in fucking Buffy as well, man. Yeah, but she was, she's, you know, she's great she was in Buffy. also in Eurotrip. She's better in Buffy. She's better in Eurotrip. She plays a twin that drunkenly makes out with her own twin. It's horrible. She's worse in Black Christmas because now now she's a rating descending all-star. Oh, yeah. And as I said, Jolie Fisher as Brenda Bradford. Which, by the way, Brenda Bradford, great, great name. Yeah. Great name for a thing like this. We love it. The film had a worldwide gross of $134 million against a $90 million budget. Oh. That being said, the studio claims that it lost $30 million on this project yeah. all up. So it didn't do well. No, it didn't. $90 million is a huge budget, yeah. to be fair. It's way bigger than I thought for this. Yeah. This does not look like a $90 million movie. It doesn't, does it? <laughs> but also the other um, all-stars in this movie, because D.L. Hewley, who played the car, he voiced the, the Robo Gadget Mobile. Yeah. He was in Soul Plane. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. He was in Soul Plane. And, of course, Andy Dick oh, was Andy also Dick. in Zoolander 2 and The Comebacks. God, this is his third film. This is his third film. I looked up Andy Dick this morning, and he is a fucking horrible man. He's a, he's a, yeah. He, like, has a, he's obviously got, like, drug and alcohol issues, but he has such a record of sexually assaulting people and groping yeah. people and flashing himself. It's just there's something really wrong with him and he even went like it's just my sense of humor it's how i'm funny and i feel like the world is telling him find another way to be funny yeah it's not funny it's like distressing there was a point where it seemed like he was getting his act together and then it was like everyone was like tenuously like okay and then not completely spiked it yeah even like two weeks ago he's been like there's another charge that's been laid against him there's not there's there's no coming back no here's the overview John Brown works as a security guard for a robotics laboratory and is in love with Dr. Brenda Bradford, who is designing android offices for the local police. When Sanford Skolex steals her technology, John chases after him and is left almost dead. Skolex's hand is crushed, resulting in his new appendage and name, Claw. (laughs) Brenda transforms John into a crime-fighting cyborg with the alias of Inspector Gadget, who is powered by a control chip. It's really funny when you put it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Claw gets close to Brenda and uses her research to build his own android, Robo Gadget, sending him out on a rampage across the town to frame the real Gadget. Gadget gets deactivated, but a kiss from Brenda awakens him. Gadget defeats Robo Gadget by removing his head, and Brenda is taken hostage by Claw in a helicopter. Gadget saves the day with his gadgets. (laughs) Claw is arrested, and they all live happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah. There was so much stuff about, like, in a lot of the movie descriptions, it was vivid detail about exactly how the gadgets worked (laughs) and what they did. And I was like, I'm not going to talk about how he puts on a helicopter hat or, like, has a helicopter hat and then deploys his. Is probably the most iconic gadget, which is is. why it's played in the movie. You know, that, like, every time there's a a nostalgia bait thing where it's, like, Mm. a movie based on something that the parents or current audience watched as a kid, then it's, like, we have to treat the thing that in the original is just an incidental part of the world mm. with reverence. Mm. So, like, when he's like, well, she's like, I made this su- this outfit for you. And it's like, it's like big shot of going like, whoa. And yeah, it's yeah. a fucking trench coat and boots. And a hat and hat on a it's shelf. A, it's a, he wears that in the 80s because it's a fucking French cartoon. And they're yeah. like, that's what an inspector looks like. Yeah. They really took time to do this, like, yeah, tracking shot up the suit. And it's like, yeah. it is, it's a school shooter trench coat well it is now jeez (laughs) (laughs) me and claude were talking about this the other day because i was like it's hard for men to pull off a trench coat these days because yeah it's got bad vibes like claude bought a trench coat and then he was like just be straight with me do i kind of look like a school shooter and i was like yeah well we're in australia so we're he's he's okay yeah but you know he was more asking do i look angsty and edgy Mm. and like i would like to be a school shooter and i was like you do i think you wouldn't if you like do it up properly, you know, like proper mm. trench coat style. And he wore like a little fedora with it. But then that's another bad vibe. Well, I didn't say that. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Am I jumping the gun? <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking of like men I've seen both in movies and real life who are in their like 60s who are like wearing it because it would have been like stylish and like formal. And then mm. now it's like, 
huh, that's sort of like seen as in some ways like a young person's fashion item, but it looks good. I I feel like long coats look fantastic. I was watching that John Woo film, A Better Tomorrow, and all of the male characters wear these beautiful woolen black coats over their suits and they look so fucking stylish. And I was saying to Claude, I was like, oh, my God, I want that exact outfit. And he was like, I do, too. But again, I feel like there is, <laughs> as a man these days, I feel like I would look like a school shooter in an outfit like that. Anyway, it's hard being Claude. We all know this. Yeah. Very difficult life for him. Well, actually, speaking of Claude, uh, or Claude, <laughs> rather, because I, I have literally two things in my notes that I want to talk about. And one of them is that because the whole there's the whole intro which is the most like insanely cut thing it really gets to the heart of it so instantly yeah and then john brown explodes fully fucking explodes you know rupert everett is fucking giving it going like "Mm, smoking kills and then throws a cigar at him (laughs) which is great uh, he explodes, a bowling ball flies into the air and then just coincidentally comes through Rupert Everett's sunroof and then just fully crushes his hand. Yeah. Easily the funniest way to try and explain why he has a claw yeah. hand is it gets crushed by a bowling ball while he explodes a security guard. Yeah, so what I could find from the, as you mentioned, in the in the cartoon is that he doesn't have, there is no backstory to explain no. the claw. He's and it doesn't seem way. necessary, you yeah. know? Well, because TV didn't need backstories yeah. at that point. It was just, you just... Introduce the state of the world and then continue in that state. Did you watch all of the cartoon? No. I mean, as a kid, so it was just on TV sometimes. Mm. There was one or two times where I got sick and my mum would like rent it on DVD. Oh, Where it's like a few episodes and stuff. That kind of thing. You know what cartoon was always on when I was a kid and I fucking hated it? What? Batfink. Yeah. Batfink sucked. Yeah. At one time I was like, oh, do I know Batfink? And then you showed me a scene of it and it is easily maybe the worst cartoon I've ever seen. It's terrible. It's genuinely boring. All of the like Hanna-Barbera, like we're clearly saving money by like trimming down on what's moving and like making things take time are like exaggerated. It's like two minutes of cartoon stretched for 11. (laughs) It is. It's incredibly slow. And like if something, if if there's like a shot fired, you watch the bullet through the air for like a full five minute segment of it, like weaving through things. And it's like, just get to the point. It's crazy. But later he he then gets given his claw and him being like the most charming, insane billionaire that I've ever seen in cinematic history uh, is like, hmm, I, I need a new title. I need a dash, some sort of dashing appellation, you know, like a, you know, a charming title for him. And then Andy Dick comes in with a dashing appellation. What's that? A hillbilly with a tuxedo? That joke is way too fucking smart for this movie. As a kid, I never got it. And as an adult, I was like, that's a good fucking joke. It's not bad. <laughs> not bad. A dashing appellation? A hill- is, what is that? A hillbilly with a tuxedo? That's good. That's funny. <laughs> Laugh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm just saying, they got bits, man. They got bits. I wish I had bits. What? I wish I had bits. You? What do you mean? Like jokes or, yeah. or physical like genitalia? You have both. That's true. You yeah. tell jokes all the time. Thanks. Tell a joke right now. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Claw. Claw who? Exactly. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like kind of an anti-joke, but it really made me laugh. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I got Bitch, yeah. give me some skin. She sister. got bits. Ow, my calluses. You're so obsessed with getting, making us high five, and we're too far away. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good thing to do. I just didn't. Yeah, this this film wasn't bad enough to be on the list. Like there was nothing that really poked out as like ri- ridiculously bad. You know, like it's silly, and some of the effects are ridiculous. Obviously, I mean, what about the transitions though? Because that really kind of puts it in a special spot. No, the camp and fun. It, it'd be like a scene of him going like, hmm. I guess we need to go and find Skolex. And then it'll like be like a half a second cutaway of like a Pez dispenser, but it's a duck going wah, 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 as it like cranes into the camera and it goes and then it just cuts somewhere else. I'm like, holy it's fucking zany, Christ. childlike fun. I didn't question it ever. <laughs> Nothing at all. The, including as well, like, you can tell this is before 30 Rock made the cutback gag, like, just part of the popular lexicon instead mm. of being a niche thing. Because three different times he has thoughts, and then to explain why it's cutting to the thought, it goes like, boom, and then it, like, makes a, like, it's, physical it's like a thought bubble, bubble like, yeah. come out of his head and then bounce <laughs> again and then bounce and take up the whole frame and then in reverse to go away. But it's good fucking f- This is why you liked this film as a kid. It was just fucking weird. It was just it's just stimming. It's just too much. It was. 
So, listeners, Abby has just double-checked and found the list of <laughs> things that I liked at the time. All right. Game of Thrones, The Office, George Clooney, Chicken, Pandas, Phones, Notebooks, Stationery, Art Stuff, Color-Coordinated Design, mm. Minimalistic Design, oh, that's changed. Soft Things, oh, yeah. Ghouls, Doctor Who, <laughs> Misfits, Batman, You're like you could tell we were like eighteen. I've, I've cooled on Batman. Yeah, Muse, Queens of the Stone Age, oh, hell yeah. other bands, Radiohead, other bands, <laughs> gangster films, Roman stuff, history stuff, books of science theories, cool gadgets, colors, <laughs> lollies, sweet things, ice cream, baking, socks, nice clothing, and to top it off, Damon Albarn. <laughs> There were two people that made it onto the list, and it was George Clooney and David Oliver. One of whom I like a lot more than the other. I, I would not now put George Clooney in my top favorite things. Yeah, I don't know things. where George Clooney came from. I feel like you've never been a huge George Clooney person. I was, I was going through a real phase where I was like, he's he's pretty funny. I, it's because I had just watched a bunch of like Coen brothers, and they Brought really know how to reading. like make him yeah. funny. Yeah. And he's great when he's funny. He really is. Yeah. I watched Up in the Air again recently, and it's such mm. a nice, touching film. Yeah, it's it very is. very sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'd say some of that has changed more that have cooled on things or in the case of minimalist design, just completely opposite. Maximalist but everything. A lot of that is pretty consistent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know that you're a big like it's weird because I should be the one defending this movie and you going against it. But currently, I just want to make the case that there are reasons that it's bad. And one of them is the when he comes back from the power of love. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got the central chip. Abby mentioned it in the overview, the, like, central nervous system chip. I have a quota. We've gone through it. Brenda Brenda explains, if I remember correctly, that it amplifies the electrical signals in the brain, which is what allows him to power his whole body and also, like, coordinate it all together. Yes. Right? And it gets deactivated, the chip. Claw takes it out Mm. and then obliterates it. Yeah. But then she, the way she reactivates him, and they establish this in the beginning, is that they're trying to move this foot. Yeah. And she goes, it's not the thought behind it. It's the, what is it? Like, it's like the will. Yeah. The will to do it, which made no sense. Yeah. I remember they screamed it. They were like, it's the will to move the foot. And I was like, what? And then it comes back later when she kisses him and he doesn't have the thought to to, to do the gadgetry. But like. He has the will. But like, he still can't power it. you still can't do it he's dead though right yeah. like like <laughs> it's one thing when it's like oh my god there's an evil ghoul i know that it's our heart that's what'll stop him the power of friendship if we're, if we're not afraid he can't get us oh, i whatever, love you right? so much the power of love brought him back from the dead I like fucking guardians of the galaxy where it's yeah. like if we all hold hands we can do it we are the guardians of the galaxy yeah but but this He's a computer man. Like yeah. he can't. I can't. I can't turn on my computer if it's not plugged in. I, yeah. <laughs> there's no getting around that man. Yeah. I don't care how many times you kiss him on the cheek, bro. No. And even when he comes back to like, because he's basically almost dead, and then she makes him a robotic cyborg man. I have a thing about this. And then he comes back and he's like, I'm not me anymore. Like I don't know what I am. I don't feel like a person yeah. anymore. And I was like, that's really dark. Well, because he. <laughs> He exploded. Most people, when they're in a traumatic injury like that, don't remember the moment, yeah. right? So he probably doesn't remember the explosion. He remembers, like, being on a case, and then he wakes up, and they're like, you are not a human being. <laughs> you, Because he's not a cyborg with human bits. Mm. He is a robot yeah. in a skin suit, yeah. right? They're like, you're not a person. He takes you're it a robot pretty now. well. <laughs> yeah. He takes a lot of things like, really He freaks well. out, but he does get over it pretty quickly quick yeah he's good like that should be the whole movie <laughs> you wake up and you're not a person anymore yeah because <laughs> he, he takes it really well he does say, again when he's talking about the feeling of it i thought it was a really morbid bit yeah but he's like i'm i don't feel like me anymore i feel i'm dead <laughs> well i noted in the credits that he broderick is credited separately as robo gadget inspector gadget and as John Brown. Wow. Which to me implies that That's, definitively yeah. John Brown and Inspector Gadget are different entities. John Brown died that day. <laughs> and so they made a robot with John Brown's memories. That's so creepy. Right? Yeah. John Brown just died. <laughs> and Inspector Gadget is a brand new robot with the memories of this like man in his late 30s. Also, if my uncle or my guardian got yeah. into an explosion 
And then I went to go visit them at hospital and they were completely bandaged except their nostrils and mouth. Yeah. And I went to go visit them and saw that. I think I wouldn't take it as well as Penny did in the movie either. She goes kind of like, Uncle John. And then she puts (laughs) brain on him and brain licks him. And she's like, oh, whoops. If I saw my guardian looking that way, I would, as a child, burst into tears. Who, Who, by the way, if Uncle John is her guardian, I think her parents might have already died. Yeah. This girl's gone through some like, trauma. Her parents have died, and now her uncle, her un- not even like married uncle, not her grandparents, no. maybe only living relative, yeah. has exploded. Where are her other relatives? Why is she living with her uncle? They're gone. They're gone. They're Abby. gone, Abby. <laughs> They're gone. Do they ever it's explain it in the uncle cartoon? John, but unfortunately, he died. <laughs> you know what I will say in this film's defense. I'm glad, I'm glad that Brain doesn't talk because the last mm. thing I want to see again in this list is another fucking CGI talking dog. Well, did you, I can't did handle you watch it. any of the credits? Well, yeah, he speaks at the end, right? With the voice of, of Inspector Gadget slash the guy from Get Smart. Yeah, like Don yeah, Adams. Don Adams. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was fun. Thanks for fucking ruining a piece of my trivia because <laughs> oh. I haven't got that much. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even, like, it's, it's, well, what I liked is in the credits where it's like Don Adams. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think it was that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I... And I know you hate this film. Okay, let's just get it out there. Yeah, no, that's it, that's it. Michelle St. Clair, noted gadget hater. Gadget hater. I'm a gadget fucking hater. What's your favorite gadget in the film? Oh, hmm. What really, like, floated your boat? What, what floated my boat? I mean, that's, that's hard, because, like, we haven't even really talked about the gadget mobile. Mm. Nor have we really gone into Robo Gadget other than that he is fun, right? Yes. And both of those add a lot of extra gadgets to the film in general. My memory of Robo Gadget is him setting like Officer Quimby's office on fire. Yeah. Chief Quimby's office well, on fire. He like jumps out of it. A song says it was a, a wild thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then while he's like smashing up police cars, also, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then, a cab. And then he pretends to be like Godzilla yeah. <laughs> as well. That's, it's great. That's, yeah. He's having a good time. That whole sequence is the, like one of the better bits of the movie. Matthew Broderick is having a good time. It's the, probably the first good time he's had since he got in that devastating car accident in the 80s where he killed a family. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I can say to his credit when people are like, did you know he killed a guy? I'm like, if 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 I have read up on that scenario correctly, Matthew Broderick also thinks he should have gone to jail. Yeah. Oh, he was traumatized by <laughs> yeah, it. It he wasn't, wasn't like he was flippant about yeah. the situation and he didn't do anything on purpose. Yeah. But anyway, I, my favorite gadget, I don't know, because like the gadget copter is cool in theory, mm. but he's bad at flying it and then it explodes. Yeah. So that's pretty hard to put as a favorite yeah i do think extendo limbs are pretty cool in general you extendo know limbs are fun i liked the coils because i just yeah, thought it would be springs. really yeah i feel like it would be actually genuinely fun to learn how to walk on big bouncy I, I coils i hate that he calls them coils instead of springs but yeah. i do i do think that's neat although he does also get like rollerblades at a different point and that's yeah. pretty cool yeah rollerblade but feet. i mean like that's not really a gadget anyone can get rollerblades yeah oh uh, when he, i think it, one of the worst gadgets is when he takes off his ear and then puts it on a statue and then as he walks away it still has like a wire tape thing like coming yeah. back to his head which really betrays the like potential subtlety of this absolutely gadget. <laughs> what's the point yeah <laughs> he can't go that far away from it and it leads directly to him I wonder how advanced his gadgets would be now in this era of technology of yeah. Bluetooth, of Wi-Fi. He's just he's just an iPhone man. <laughs> I do think one of the cooler gadgets is that the gadget mobile can like camouflage and like basically turn invisible. Yeah, like, that I think that's rad. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I think my least favorite gadget is that uh, Robo Gadget as a heart has a tarantula mm. because then when it crawls out of his mouth. Mm. As mm. young little arachnophobic me, yeah. I would cry every time. <laughs> and then I would still watch the movie again, every and then time. I would cry every time. <laughs> Hated it. I really did not enjoy the lighter gadget because I could just mm. see him holding a lighter. <laughs> it's, like, meant to be his thumb, but also, as a continuity error, I can see a lighter in his hand. I never noticed that. <laughs> it's so funny. It's terrible. Here's a question. You're the one who did the research. D- is there any evidence you found for the answer of... Is his hat part of his body? Because I know it isn't because he starts without the hat, but the hat opens at his will. I know the hat isn't storing the gadgets. It's not part of his body because I think as they, mm. as you say, it's 
he's looking at it after he becomes yeah. a cyborg. After he wakes up, she shows him the hat and gives it to him. But clearly they manufacture the hat to be part of the gadgetry. Yeah. They install the gadgets it, into it the hat. No, but it can't have the gadgets in there because, look, we it's, it's obviously a hard sell that he has this many things inside of him. I mean, the bit where he tries to get oil slick out and it's toothpaste, the Twice. amount of toothpick toothpaste that he sprays that first time i'm like this is more than the volume of his body yeah but even outside of that i'm like at least you're saying the gadgets are inside of him it's this is not a thick hat Mm. you cannot Mm. tell me there is a light bulb and a hand holding it inside of the hat it's in his head i just could not tell you it's in his head i mean there's a reason it was a cartoon you know there's meant to be that suspension of belief and disbelief isn't there a bit at the end where he gets kissed in a bit that i think is a genuinely cool like directorial flourish where like (laughs) the parachute comes out of him and then like it's coming down in the over the fountain as like brenda's like waiting over to him and it makes it like this really cool orange light over it Mm. that i think makes it kind of intimate and romantic yeah doesn't she kiss him and then he has like little like led love hearts on the band of his hat i think that's cool that's sweet (laughs) directorial flourish (laughs) well like you know, that's I, it's just a cool little extra thing to like alter the lighting in that it way. Is. That it takes is. actual thought about cinema. It is. You know, it is. I do really enjoy. Like, I did really enjoy the bit where he's holding onto his tie at the top of that roof on the bridge, and mm. then he's like, "It's a clip on," and he disconnects it. I was like, "That's fun." Early two thousands movies were obsessed with the evilness of clip ons <laughs> <laughs> and how they were false. It's the laziness that well, comes with them. There's also fucking Robo Brenda who shows up for like one and a half scenes before just killing herself. Yeah. For no reason other than to tell Brenda everything. Yeah. That's all she, that's exactly. Okay. Robo Brenda made zero sense to me. <laughs> yeah. And when I was writing the summary, I omitted the bit about Robo Brenda because I could not fathom how to explain it. <laughs> and that she appears and she's like Brenda, but with long redder hair and vividly blue eyes that are like actually sinister. Wait, I is- feel like sometimes I meet people and their eyes are so blue. They look evil. You know, is she a sex robot? Because, because gadget, she's got a feather boa. Right? Gadgets made as a as a as an evil like army mi- minion. Robo Brenda is a ditz. She yeah. can't do anything. Yeah. Does does oh and Skolex was flirting with Brenda the whole movie. Yeah, That's a big yeah. thing. Did he make a sex robot in oh this children's movie? I don't want to know what that robot's did, full of. Did he? Oh fuck! <laughs> That's not toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Brenda, I'm jitting. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I liked the bit in the helicopter at the end when she's like, I liked it better when you were fat. And he's like genuinely like so hurt by that. No, no, he seems like he's hurt, right? This is what I like about it. He's he's like, and then he's like, bring on the brownies. Bring the thing. He's like, he's kind of like binge eating. Fuck yeah, I can just be fat. (laughs) I don't have to put in. That's great. (laughs) Body positive, Inspector Gadget. Oh my god, the first be film to be pos- body be. positive <laughs> on this list. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's so weird. We did grow up in a time where we particularly like grow up, grew up in the era of like heroin chic, really straight, really skinny bodies. Um, yeah. But then I look back to like the eighties and seventies, and diet culture and being as skinny as you can was just as perfect, like pervasive as it is now, like it was then. And we really have made a lot of tracks to be like. No, it's fine. What like, I we w- need to undo that shit. What I want to know, because it's genuinely hard when you're not of the time because contemporary things are different, mm. how much of the eight, 70s and 80s diet, especially 80s diet culture, was aimed at children and teens in the way that 2000s diet culture was? I think it still was because you okay. had girls' magazines and yeah. women's magazines and there was still the same thing that mothers would hand down to their daughters of you can't get fat. Yeah, there's it, a lot of that. Yeah, of definitely. Yeah. And I think in the media, I think it was... Maybe they weren't bombarded as much as we were, potentially. But I still think intense, that there was... Man. It was so intense. It was so intense. Like, we're fucking reading Dolly and Girlfriend being like, how to get the best summer body in six Thigh weeks. Gap. Yeah. How can you wear a bikini this summer? Like, how can you get the best hair? Anyway, I didn't mean to go on this rant. But I feel like it's nice knowing that in the last 10 years especially, we've actually made a lot of headway into just trying to deconstruct that shit. I love the TikToks of women making fun of, like, the almond mom. Yeah. Where they're like, ooh, are you hungry? Why don't you have five almonds? Dinner's in four hours. <laughs> you know, it's painful, but that's what mums were like. Yeah. Anyway, do you want some trivia? Hell yeah, baby. Okay. IMDb trivia. Michelle, you're not going to believe this. 
Don Adams, the original <sighs> voice of Inspector Gadget, whoa, 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 provided the voice of Brain in the closing credits. <laughs> I love this. Well, this is actually a stupid piece of trivia, but I'll include it anyway. There were 250,000 Skittles in the car. Yum. <laughs> Brendan Fraser was considered for the role of Inspector Gadget. Oh, But he, he would... turned it down to being George of the Jungle. And oh, mad respect, because he was great in that's that. That's hard. That's so hard, because on the one hand, he was great in George of the Jungle. Which is a movie that I, like, I had a night with my housemate the other week where we were like, let's watch some, like, childhood Brendan Fraser classics. And we watched George of the Jungle we watched and Dudley Do-Right. Like, two years ago as well, yeah. if you remember. Both of those movies have... Issues with their racial politics, for sure. More so Dudley Do-Right. That, that movie has a lot more jokes about Native people and uh, white people playing Natives than is comfortable in 2023. But outside of that, it's like he is great in George of the Jungle, but also I think he would have really fucked his inspector. He would have. Because Broderick playing a dope, he feels like a weenie, right? Yeah. Inspector Gadget is like a confident idiot, which is fun. Matthew Broderick has no... I really like him, but he's not as charismatic as Brennan Fraser would have been as a dopey security guard yearning to be a cop. It, it, especially because it means he comes up... Because like, he's a wannabe cop. Mm. And you really get the impression you're like, this guy is really interested in being a wannabe cop. Like, mm. he's he's not like a dopey dork. This guy it, like thinks he knows all of the moral rules and is a... Is a I don't know. I'm like... There's there's something like shirt fronty about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm like I don't think I like you, man. Whereas Brendan Fraser, I think could have been a little more slick with it. Absolutely, I just love that Brendan Fraser is like the opposite of problematic. Is like genuinely a nice dude that's yeah. getting a career comeback. It's just so wholesome. It is wholesome. It's good fucking. At shit. At the same time as Kikwan as well. Kikwan. Uh, from like oh yes, everything. Yeah. Is he up for best actor for the Oscars? I think he is supporting. Supporting, yes. Because yeah, he's not the Brendan lead in that. Brendan Fraser is up for best actor. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's a good year. So it's a five out of ten. Because you said it's a good year. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the shooting script revisions dated 8th, sorry, 18th of August 1998 includes the following writers. <laughs> Dana Olsen, Jeff Berry, H- Kerry Aaron, Zach Penn, Gary Ross, Carrie Aaron again, <laughs> Edward Newmeyer, John Hamburg, Michael McCullers, and Audrey Wells. That's too many people helping on this script. Did they get Ed Newmeyer in because of Robocop? Because unlike the original cartoon, this movie feels like it's trying really hard to riff on Robocop. Yeah, because, I think so. Because Again, he's just a he's just a robo man in the original. I don't think he exploded and they turned him into a thing as an experimental yeah. program. But like rewatching it this time as an adult who has seen Robocop, I was like, it's Robocop. Yeah. They, they made Robocop. It's yeah. silly Robocop. That's too many writers helping yeah. in a script. That's too many cooks will spoil the broth. Yeah, well that's I mean, it's on the this list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> broth fully spoiled. <laughs> Do you want some reviews? Oh, you know I love it. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an approval rating of 20%. The site's critical consensus states, despite an abundance of eye candy... What? I don't know what Who did they think was hot in this? (laughs) Is it Matthew Broderick? Is it Matthew Broderick? (laughs) Is it Brain? Um, The candy... Wow. The film doesn't amount to much. That's the end of that. Lawrence Van Gelder of the New York Times stated that it wastes a lot of good talent. In his review for the Chicago Sun-Times... Roger Ebert <gasps> gave the film one and a half stars out of four and mentioned that fans were angered when Dr. Claw reveals himself in the movie, which is fair. Wait, he doesn't reveal himself. He, he begins revealed. Reveals. Yeah. He, there is no reveal. He's there. <laughs> Here is a 10 out of 10 review left by Clock Water Bottle. Um, and the subject is, this is a good movie. I don't know what everyone is going on about this being a bad movie. In fact, it's probably one of the greatest movies ever made. I remember loving it as a child, and with the introduction of Disney+, Plus, I have rewatched it and found it's even better than I remember. Matthew Broderick in his best role ever. Forget that Ferris guy. (laughs) Officer John Brown is where it's at. I love the part where he grabs the man's balls and his eyes bug out. Lol. (laughs) There could have been more fart jokes, but it's okay. (laughs) This is one of the best movies ever made. 10 out of 10. (laughs) 
That could have been more fart jokes, but it's okay. It is true. There were zero fart jokes in this movie. Yeah. As far as I can remember. Yeah. I do think, well, I mean, gadgets and farts, there's a lot of comedy potential in there. You know, what yeah. if he farts out a little gadget? Number three, sequel? Try sequel? Inspector Gadget 3? Yes. Jarts everywhere? Jerps and jarts. Hey, you know, piece of trivia that I knew is Inspector Gadget 2 is mostly shot in Brisbane. Really? Which is why a lot of the supporting cast is Australian. Is it on the list? And also, if you've ever been to South Bank, you can really tell. It just looks like South Bank. They didn't dress it up at all. Oh, my God. I don't think it is on the list. I I feel like I've seen Inspector Gadget 2, by the way, because of you. It's got French Thomas (gasps) instead of Matthew Broderick. The only cast member who comes back i'm pretty sure is the car um it's a lot more like the cartoon though they just ignore the movie and then just go like uh i don't know it's like the show okay this is another 10 out of 10 review left by go have fun in 2020 (laughs) and the subject of it is lol (laughs) my friends and i watched this together and laughed our asses off to be honest it's not a good movie 10 out of 10 (laughs) that's the whole review and here is a one out of ten review mm. left by Jane Dash Four Two, and the subject is this is not just bad; it's very bad. And I chose this because she wrote it like a poem, and I don't think she meant to. It certainly doesn't sound like a poem when I read it out, but it is written like a poem, like paragraph wise, laid out. Okay, in stanzas. Wow. Well, where to begin? Let's just say this. Avoid this movie at all costs. It's based on a cartoon series. The movie makes the cartoon look like Hamlet. (laughs) Filled with emasculated actors who seem embarrassed to be here, lousy camera work, (laughs) terrible music, and enough product placement to make you never never visit Yahoo again. (laughs) This movie is really the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) To quote the New Yorker, Matthew Broderick and Rupert Everett, mug their way through this picture with the gay abandon of men who have spotted a rare species of paycheck in the distance. (laughs) They should pay us some of the millions they earned for watching it. Awful. (laughs) One out of ten. That's my new favourite poem. (laughs) Jane Dash 4-2 nailing it. Beautiful. Can you you unironically send that to me? (laughs) (laughs) Snaps for Jane. Hell yeah, Jane. More people should write movie reviews as... As a slam poem. Oh, no. More people should write movie reviews and then format them as a poem. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. We should have like a slam poetry night where we're just reading out IMDb reviews. If you have your own uh, <laughs> reviews of these movies as poems, send them to readysayings.gmail.com. <laughs> well, Michelle, that was Jane Dash 42's slam poem. What's yours? This is, this is really hard to review. Gadgets coming at me. <laughs> Matthew Broderick seems like He's having a rough time, but also fun. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Claw, did we need to see him? His face shrouded in black, angry, nubile. (laughs) (laughs) This is a hard movie to review because, like you said, it's not as bad as the other things on this list. No. But that's not a good barometer for a good movie. No. Because is this a good movie? No. No. Is it? I think I would have been harsher on it two years ago. (laughs) Is it made well? No. Is it, does it flow well? No, absolutely not. Are the actors doing a good performance in it? Apart from Rupert Everett and Broderick as Robo Gadget? No, no. not particularly. No. <laughs> does it have good structure at least? No, no. not really. No. Not at all. No. Does it have strong themes? No. Gadgets. No. Gadgets. Cool. <laughs> Gadgets cool. Gadgets cool. Is it fun? Oh, yes. Kind of. Yeah. Sometimes. A little bit. I wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think 4.1 is pretty accurate. Yeah. I think they nailed it. You know what? I think this time the INDB <laughs> audience nailed it. I think 4.1 is pretty accurate. I've I, seen a lot worse, but it's not good. I think I fully agree with you. I think I'm just sitting here a little bit ashamed because I've spent this whole episode being like, it's not that bad. And just in this moment, did it really hit me just how it is actually really bad? It is actually quite And then it's made movie. me question like... Am I in the right position to dish out reviews? You know, like I feel like I can't trust myself no, again, anymore. We're part of the study. 
Is how, I know. How, t- can you melt two people's brains? We were smart when we, we started We were. This. I feel like the first couple of episodes, we really had like proper critiques. We really analyzed the films. And now it's just about, we have to delude ourselves Isn't to get through it. gadget good? <laughs> Spicky gadget was very good. <laughs> because you see, it had all of the things that make it good. There was no sexual assault in it. And it was 19 and, minutes. And it was 82 <laughs> minutes. It's great. I just don't. I think I don't trust myself anymore. Four out of one. Four point one out of ten. Yeah. Four out of one. On the one hand, I want to be like, we don't need to have a hot take. It can just be four point one. And I'm like, what are we doing this podcast for, man? Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't believe in the number system. That's our real life stance. We have to. We're obliged to. Contractually obliged. Four point one out of ten. Legally bound. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. IMDb baby made a sign it at a crossroads. Is I think the law we've established. It's tough because go back and listen to the old episodes. (laughs) Back before we were corrupted by this list, we came in so hopeful, so energetic, full of life, naive, innocent little babies, and now we're just trying to get by. Yeah, we had to take three months off because I was so burnt out, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to the audience and say this didn't contribute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it absolutely did. You, there's you no watch way. Watch a bad movie every week, and you fucking see how it is for yeah. two years. There's no way when I was in that state, you could have told me like, oh, next week we're gonna watch Thunderbirds, and I would have been like, thank God. I would have yeah. been like, come on, man. Yeah. To make me do this. Well, <laughs> Thunderbirds was pretty fun. <laughs> Guys. We are on social media. Did you know that? Did you know? We're on social media. We are on Twitter at rating wait. Come on, you go. Rate descend pod. We're on TikTok at rating descending. Or you can email us at rating descending at gmail.com. We love the emails. Don't be shy. You're our best friend. Don't be shy. And our number one fan. Oh yeah. Um but you know, if you liked us so much, you would like, fuck, man, they were so good. Do they do other things? What about just their, like, general lives and shit? Well, then you can find us on our own social media. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Clair. Or you can find me on Instagram under Abigail J. Ward. And if you liked us to that level, then surely that means you like us enough to leave us a review. Sounds a bit desperate, but okay. We are desperate. No, I mean for them to leave us a review. Oh that's no, no, no! Desperate. I think that's that's fat cock energy. <laughs> that's that's some fat lips energy. Holy shit! Oh my god, labia everywhere, and Big I lip love energy. that. Yeah, we're taken back from like porn. Like, no, you have to have a labia plasty to get rid of it. Nah, we're all about thick lips and thick nips. Yeah, proud of my beef curtains. Oh, that's pretty rough. Sorry. So leave it. Actually, don't leave us a review after hearing that. (laughs) After hearing that, give us a week. Give us another chance. Yeah, please. Come back next week. I swear we'll be better. Maybe. Who knows? I swear it. I I swear. swear. (laughs) I promise you a five out of five next week. And what are we watching next week, Michelle? Well, next week we are watching The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. It's funny that we were talking about Dudley Do-Right then, coincidentally. Is it? Why? Dudley Do-Right and Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle were, like, the same cartoon. Oh. Or I'm pretty sure they, like, shared an S time or one was a spin-off of the other or something. I didn't know that. So, yeah, they're related to each other. They're both live-action versions of those movies. No way. Yeah. Well, that's something. Yeah. I learned be- something new every week. You know this is another movie I, I watched as a kid? Oh, really? also we'll have special guest Julian Legere. Very exciting. Yeah. So I don't know, we'll catch we'll catch you then. Give it a listen. Bye.